This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's J-Rock's Lawn Care Gardening podcast. Thanks for joining us again on this week's episode we are hoping to carry on these episodes all the way through winter. So if you've just joined us, like I've received a few messages lately of people that's just freshly got into the podcast. Thank you very much. But these podcasts do go all the way through the season. And also, if you are new, then there is another 63 episodes before this. That has hopefully got a lot of content that you can take away from. This week, we've been very lucky to have Lewis on the podcast. He's from a company called Pristine Clean. And here we are on these interview series where we just get a know whoever's coming on and we can talk about business and just wherever the, the podcast might lead to us. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Lewis, thank you very much for joining us, mate. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, really good. Thanks. It's um, It's been a long time coming uh, for this one. I think I've mentioned you a good number of times on the podcast and you've helped me out a lot of times. Uh, so I do <laughs> want to just pass my open thank you, you know, publicly that, uh, you know, for all the times where you have reached out and you've helped me in, in the situations where I've really needed you. <laughs> no, nice one, mate. No, likewise, I'd return the favour sort of thing. I've uh, you've, you've been good to me as well. So, um, but yeah, no, but it's good to be on. I've been looking forward to it. Awesome, awesome. So, first of all, for anyone that listens, we've got a list of questions here that we kind of roughly run through, but it's more of generic talk through and just see where it goes. But the first thing, Lewis, if you can, just tell us a bit about yourself and your business and what it's actually about. Okay, mate. Yeah, so I'm Lewis. Um, I'm from Leicester in the Midlands. Um, I'm 28. Uh, I'm self-employed. So, um, And I started um, my cleaning business back in 2015, which seems so long ago um, now. Uh, but yeah, so um, I left school um, with not a lot of qualifications, like a lot of people, not knowing what I wanted to do. So my dad actually... He was self-employed at the time, uh, or still is now. He's got his own cleaning business as well. He managed to get me in at a car mechanic uh, at a garage, actually, one of his customers. And, and he got me a little, um, like a, a couple of days there just to see if I enjoyed it and, and what it was all about. And cut a long story short, I impressed them there and I ended up staying um, for around five years, I believe it was, four or five years. Uh, did my apprenticeship. Um, passed all of that lot and and yeah stayed for a little bit but decided it wasn't really for me um, anymore so yeah I left left that um, not knowing what I was going to do and I ended up working with my dad for a bit and then yeah what we I was at a a job um, with him once and and a guy turned up cleaning windows um, and uh, and ended up chatting to him and and cut a long story short with this one we I ended up buying a round of 100 customers, um, and then, yeah, the rest is history, really. That's how Pristine Clean was born. Wow, that's... How, so how did you find that then? Because that's... It, I think it's quite rare now that you find people, especially over in the UK, I know it's quite big over in places like Canada and America, that people sell off the rounds, but how did you find having it from literally just having them couple hours getting going to, you know, all of a sudden, 100 clients, you know, ready, steady, go? It was hard. I mean, I think what helped me the most was the background, obviously, with working in the garage environment. I was face-to-face or customer-facing 
um, which obviously helped me to to learn people skills and things like that. Um, but yeah, it was quite a shock to the system going from that to then having to almost pave my own way um, and 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 you know deal with clients on my own, turn up to the job. Um, and yeah, basically, if it wasn't for my own um, willpower sort of thing, it was a case of I wouldn't be earning any money. So yeah, yeah. that was a, a bit of a strange one. <laughs> I bet. So can you just explain to everyone, like, the cleaning side? Obviously, typically on this show, we do normally get, you know, whether it's lawn techs or whether it's groundskeepers or just professional gardeners. But your business is slightly different. I would actually say, Lewis, you're, you're the first of your kind. And I'm going <laughs> to say that in a non, like, uh, I don't know what it would be like. It would be like racial kind of way. <laughs> yeah, that's it. In such a way. But uh, on this podcast, and do you want to just explain a bit what type of cleaning, like as a service yeah. as a whole, what do you offer? So basically, it's, it's mainly it's external or exterior cleaning. So anything from uh, clearing out gutters, cleaning gutters, fascias, window cleaning primarily using the reach and wash system um, from the floor, the long poles, etc. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, then uh, driveway cleaning and patio. That's quite a... a um, well, I say it's sort of, um, I don't know, like say 40, 50% of the business really, mainly in the summertime. Yeah. Um, and that's the service I enjoy the most out of all of it. But yeah, anything external cleaning uh, related, really, if if I can clean it, I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, this is actually a really key one as well, because I mean, as you know, you know yourself, there's a lot of people in the gardening world that do tend to dip into the sort of, I mean, I don't know so much about the windows and things, but especially the driveway cleaning and sort of uh, the guttering and things like that, you, you do tend to see people cross over that road, don't you? And the sort of hybrid, if you like, into them them two different services. Do you, you find you that do. much around sort of your way that there's many like gardeners that not pick up your work, but as in they do the hybrid sort of process? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of my customers that I've been to, um, obviously, they know me primarily as a window cleaner. And um, I've been there before and I've looked and they've had the patio clean. And I've said, oh, you've had the patio done. Who did that for you? And they say, oh, John, the gardener. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, uh, and, and, I, and they say, I say, oh, I, I do pressure washing and say, oh, I didn't even realize. But yeah, so I think it is a popular thing for gardeners and landscapers um, to get into. And it goes hand in hand, really. You're walking across the patio to get to the lawn or whatever it is, you notice it, don't you, sort of yeah. thing. You think, do you know what? I can do that myself. I mean, I was at the um, cleaning expo um, in Warwickshire uh, last Saturday. Um, right. And it's funny, there was for some reason, there was a plumber there. Um, I've seen a plumbing van in the car park. And it said, um, plumbing, heating, um, all the other services a plumber offers. Uh, and then at the very end, it said exterior cleaning. And I thought, how, how strange is that? I thought yeah, a yeah. plumber that's getting into exterior cleaning. But yeah, again, I think it's people are just having to diversify in this day and age. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? I think if you can do it, why not? And I, I think that's a thing with it is if people, and like I say with you being, like, you know, the first of your trade on, on this podcast, like a sole exterior cleaning company, it's it's a massive takeaway because I think there's a, a narrow channel of people that made just cook grass or they may just do gardens and not dabble in anything else and um you can like you just said there very very well put was like diversify and and spread yourself across and 
up your income really, isn't it? Make sure that you're covered for more services. And as long as you can do it to a still a professional level and it's not half a job, so to speak, then <laughs> it's definitely something that people, I think personally, should be open to, even if it's not where your passion lies. It's it's not a bad thing to have on the cards that if someone does ask you and you've got a bit of free space, like you can like take that on, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's that age-old saying of jack of all trades, master of none, but I really don't think it applies if if you're the sort of person that can put up, you know, if you do a good job in, the, say, you're doing lawn care and you do such a cracking job of their gardens, their lawns and whatnot, why can't you turn your hand to doing other things? Yeah. I mean, cleaning-wise, cleaning, cleaning wise, I, I've never been on a course. I mean, I, I taught myself off YouTube, Facebook forums, stuff like that. Um, so it, there's no qualifications involved. In things. I think all it is is if you're that way inclined anyway, it, it all goes hand in hand. There's no reason why anybody can't add it onto their business um, or, or let, let anyone tell them otherwise. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's something that's, it's massively key, isn't it? And it's it's all like I've talked about before with the limiting beliefs and things. Like, it's not you, your boundaries are anywhere really you put them, especially as a sole trader or even as a limited company. If you're owning that business, you create them boundaries. You know, if if you're a bricky and you only want to build walls, and you know that that that's on you, but you might want to then double into driveways and everything else. And there's so many ways you can take it that it. I think people just need to have that belief in them that, look, just because you don't have a full, you know, two-year apprenticeship or whatever it might be in whatever it is, as long as you can do it to the standard that's required and, like, you know, an actual good job, not just being a cowboy, but you can do it to a good job and a good level, then it's massive takeaway because, you know, as I'm sure we'll talk about soon, there's many ups and downs of being in this type of trade, you know, sole ownership of a company alone can be stressful you know it can be hard at times it can be a lot of late nights you're spread across like wearing every single hat so wherever you can make that easier for yourself you know in the whole thing surely it can only be a good thing yeah exactly mate. and I think as well with self-employment the aim of the game is survival of the fittest so you've got to you do whatever you've got to do to keep the money rolling in um, and keep the jobs flowing and stuff and not only that as well I think once you've gained the trust of a customer, there's no reason why you can't offer them others. I mean, I'd hate to like that when I say about the John the gardener doing the, the jet washing and I offer that service. If I can, sounds greedy, if I can keep the customer to myself in terms of having a couple of things done, then that's that's great on, on my behalf or for the business sort of thing. If you, yeah. you, you as a gardener, you can do their lawn, but you can also offer them the jet washing and things like that. Um, it's only a good thing, I think, really. They trust you at the end of the day. So um, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So when, when this came over, when you had this chat, like what actually first interested you to to take it on? You know, the, these 100 clients and, you know, purchase that round or, or, you know, take on that round, however that happened. But what was there any, was there any urge of like uh, wanting to earn your, own your own company or was it you know where did that interest bloom from yeah I mean working at the garage and whatnot it was great experience and everything else but it wasn't I always felt that I had more about me than than uh, earning earning somebody's you know earning money for somebody else and and paying somebody else's 
uh, way sort of thing. And, and I, I, I have always fancied doing it. And obviously my dad being self, he's been self-employed since 2003. So, oh, so he's been around. In, yeah, and he was a massive inspiration for me. It made, made me... Um, made me want to do it as well see he could he never never he was able to do things and not miss out if you know to mean with things yeah. at the schools and stuff like that or have a day off he didn't have to ask anybody for time off and things like that and I thought no I, I did fancy it I wanted to work outside as well and, and be in a healthier environment that was one of the massive factors working in that in in the garage environment you're breathing fumes in and it wasn't really for me so um, but yeah, I think that's what it was. And then I was w- with me, I was actually car valeting with my dad at the time. And it was just a stopgap. He did say to me, look, Lou, you can, uh, you can leave the garage and come and work with me, but there is not enough in it for the pair of us to, yeah. to survive. So you have got to find something else. And I honestly, I did not know what, I didn't know whether to go back to college. I had thoughts of even obviously with my mechanic background, whether I, I should go into the RAC or something like that. Yeah. Um, that was ap- appealing at the time. I was out in a van like what I am now, kind of, you're not your own boss, but kind of are in a way because you're, you're in your own van, nobody's around you sort of thing. But I just wanted out of that game completely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was what made me sort of think it was appealing. And it was just by chance, the guy turned up, we were chatting to him and he was, he wanted to sell the business because he'd got, I think he'd got tennis elbow or something from from using the pole all day, oh, right. okay. and uh, and I thought, oh, do I want tennis elbow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, no, I'm I'm young, fit, sort of well, fitish, um, uh, and and I thought, no, let's give it a go. I went with him for a day, um, and uh, yeah, tried it all out and everything. I thought, do you know what? I can do this, and it's easier money than washing cars as well. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, <Dad>. definitely. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, which is why he mainly he does a lot of windows now. He actually got me to set him up doing windows because he saw how you know lucrative it was over over cleaning cars and things like that. He's got his regulars, what he's always had, but um, but yeah, he does want to venture out more into the window side of things. So yeah, it's a nifty little business to be honest. It it keeps the money rolling in, and and it's not it's hard work if you want it to be, but it, you can also get it working for you. Yeah, yes, definitely. I mean, there, there's a a quote how you're speaking there, like what 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 sort of interested you and what was for you. And you know, my my neighbour said it when and we were speaking offline earlier on. And I spoke on the podcast before about it as well that you know looking for a house and like missing out on stuff and like you know we've now finally found something, but it was fourth time lucky. And uh, you know, my my neighbour said to me one day when I I came back and I was like. You know, this was a this is the third house. I was like, we've missed out again, and you know, I, I was basically shimping about it, just having a good old moan uh, to to my retired neighbour uh, over the back garden <laughs> fence there. And she went, you know what, Sam? She said, whatever's meant for you won't pass you by. And uh, exactly, yeah. it's something that I've never really kind of. Sometimes I don't spend enough time thinking in that sort of headspace. And when she said that, I thought, you know what, you're completely right because. Now that I look back on it, some of the houses would have been a bit too expensive. That I would have been stretching myself somewhat too yeah. far away. And, you know, we've got one now that's still close enough to all my regulars. And, you know, so it's it's fine. It's going to do us for, you know, a good amount of years. And I think sometimes you don't know what you're going to do. You know, you don't know what the next step is going to be. You don't know how you might get through. I mean, the COVID time, people really didn't know how that would end up. Now with the recession, people don't know how that's going to come through. But, you know, what is meant won't pass you by. And, and whether that yeah. means you end up finding some work that you never thought you'd double in or you end up yeah. taking on more co- uh, customers, whatever, like it will work out if it's if it's meant to, you know. Um, yeah. 
with that, with your so was your father, was he primarily was it washing cars and his business started as? Yeah, so basically, uh, it, well, it was it was only um, yeah, washing car car valeting and washing cars. Basically, you'd drive to your house um, and, and clean your car for you. Back in the day when he started it, there was none of these car washes around, so it was quite, in a way, it was quite a little lucrative thing. Um, but then the the car washes started popping up and whatnot, and it, it has become it's it's okay money, but it's hard to earn your money. There's a lot of steps involved and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, again, with his work ethics in terms of the cleaning and how much effort he puts in, and I feel like that's why I am how I am. Um, it's he, he's able to then turn his hand to the other side of things like the the windows or um, whatever it may be, gutter cleaning things like that. So, it, cleaning business really, if you can clean something, it sounds silly, but you can clean it, sort of thing. Yeah, You've yeah. got to if you care about what you're doing and, and you're methodical and you take your time. Um, then yeah, you can do whatever you what, whatever you want, really. Well, definitely, and there's a, there's a gap in so many markets. I mean, we we've all got to remember the things of, and I'm, I know this is generational, but you know, I'm late twenties, twenty eight. So you know, when I was a kid, let's just say twenty year ago, there was yeah. no one paying for a lot of these services, especially at the price that we now you know sell them for now. And yeah. for example, I was at a client's two weeks ago speaking to her and she mentioned how she gets her bins cleaned you know power washed out and and i thought yeah i thought myself i wonder how you know how, how that goes you know i wonder how that kind of came along or you know who wants and you know your brown bin outside or whatever so it's any yeah. outdoor bin cleaned and um yeah and i'm not too sure how it went and she got in a conversation about it and they must know him on a quite personal level and it got to the point where he actually sold off a whole village worth you know what was something like you know it was like i think it was seven it was like between 70 and 80 clients on a on a fortnightly yeah. basis that he had to give away because he had too much work and it was you know wow. <laughs> you know cleaning i mean the average bin number up here is we have four bins per household so we've got green waste okay general waste cardboard and plastics Obviously, your cardboard probably doesn't need washed out, but so you know, three to four bins per yeah. household. But um, I'm sure it's at least five to ten pound per bin. I imagine, depending on how bad. But you know, and he was yeah. able to just push them off and be like, "Look, I've got too many," you know. And he was trying to get rid of these seventy clients he had. And uh, like you say, if you can take your hand to one thing, I'm sure you can probably transfer it to others. Um, yeah, there's, there's a guy named. Sorry, mate. Come no, on. it's all right. Um, yeah, there's a guy near me um, who does the bins. He's friends with my dad, actually. I see him sometimes. Um, but from what he's told me, it's quite a lucrative thing. You wouldn't think it. I mean, we have two bins per house um, here, not including the garden waste. Um, but, yeah, so we have a black bin for general household stuff and then re- one recycling, which is all all recycling and that. Um, and I've had them cleaned by him a couple of times, not not as regular as my dad does, but it's three, three quid per bin. And I... I watched him once on my ring camera, not being just being nosy more than anything. <laughs> see how long how long it took. And honestly, Fine. mate, li- literally minutes. It was minutes in and out. Um, and I think, especially if you could employ someone to do the fetching and carrying, so yeah. you were they were you know just someone that was on um, minimum wage or whatever, they could drag the bins to you. You took them on the trailer, wash them out. They take them back, and all your honestly, I think. 
think it could be quite lucrative. <laughs> yeah, because like, um, they were saying, like, yeah. he takes all the wastewater away and, like, everything. So, yeah. I mean, God knows where he actually puts it, but, you know, he takes know, all the wastewater away that. in that. So it's, like you say, it, we're, we're in an era where everyone's kind, or not everyone, there's a lot of people that's willing to pay for almost anything that was once seen as a chore. And, exactly, yeah. You know, in this era of that happening... And it's probably something to do with our generation, you know, yeah. now being adults, is you know, whatever you think a business venture might be, you can make it work. You know, you can actually yeah. you can and this is why your whole how you run your business, even though it's cleaning and not gardening, or exterior cleaning, sorry, rather than gardening, yeah. it's still everything we're talking about is cross compatible to one another. You know, you can apply everything that probably most of your business decisions, 90% of it, 99% of it, and you could probably cross it over to mine and it would still work, you know, like your exactly. and how you present yourself and how you take yeah. on clients. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like a copy and paste yeah. to an extent. I think the biggest thing with our customers and how they are very similar is the fact that they've probably got money, more money than I've got. They, <laughs> they, their time is a lot more precious to them than... They would rather pay. I mean, I can't imagine paying someone to mow my lawn or wash my car. Right, it's something I do, and I don't think anything of it. But yeah. if if I was earning lots of money and I cherished my time with my kids, with with my partner, or doing things like that, and I could afford it, and you think to yourself, well, I'd rather pay somebody to come and do that. So come the weekend, I've not got to think about it. I mean, I can spend a whole day sometimes just washing the car, washing the van, mowing the lawns, tidying up the garden, whatever. And you yeah. think, actually, it is precious. It's time you're losing out. Monday comes around so fast and you're back at work again. Yeah. Um, and we all work so hard, sometimes get home five, six o'clock at night. Uh, and then it's a bit late then to start doing jobs, isn't it, really? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I do think it goes across the board, really, with like you guys, with, with people paying you to mow the lawns, trim the hedges, things like that. And you think, why are they not doing it themselves? But really... I think it's it's a case of they've got the money and they would rather have someone else do it rather than them losing time out, really, with the families. 100%. I mean, there's a client that I've got. So he's a doctor um, at the local hospital here. And he's got, he bought this house, you know, a nice bit of land with it. But then it also comes with a paddock, what's next door. And um, when I first went to service this property, what was a one-off job, it was all overgrown. And... Um, he was telling me the story of when he came to buy the house, you know, he got the keys, moved in and everything. Didn't think anything of it. Cause he only bought it because there was nowhere to rent, you know? So this probably 500 plus grand house, never thought he just thought, yeah, I'll buy it. And, um, <laughs> he bought it, moved in. And when, the other half left. <laughs> yeah, when the estate agent moved him in, took him through how that like house works. Cause it's, you know, it's a fancy house. He was like, Oh, yeah. so who owns that field? And they're like, the paddock and he was like yeah she was like it's yours and you know it's just like third of an acre half an acre paddock that he owns that he never even he obviously didn't care enough about to look through the description of but he just kind of <laughs> found that it was his but when i first serviced that you know that was like a 700 pound job and then he was like yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll sort it myself and i really wanted the job at that point and he was no i'll do it i'll do it and i thought right got in touch with me in spring oh yeah it's overgrown again can you service it so it was, again, it was another £700 job because it was just as bad. And so I, at that point, I spoke to him and I was like, look, I can take care of this for you. You know, it'll cost you maybe a bit more over the year or it's going to cost you more over the year. But 
it's going to look nice all the time. And he was like, no, you know, I, I'll buy my own mower. I've got a robot mower that can do this other part, blah, blah, blah. Also, <laughs> uh, same thing happened again. So this time it wasn't as bad. It was a 500-pound job. And um, I came in, done it, and I spoke to him. And I, I was like, I had to explain to him that, look, I can do this, everything I've just told you there, basically. And I said it again. And I think at that point, during the point of him saying he would do it, he probably realized that, you know, what's a doctor on over over a hundred grand a year, you know, yeah, pretty easy. Easy, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he's probably thought at some point, you know, he's seen that it takes me, you know, three hours to service his property and um when it's not as bad. And he's thought, you know, what's that worth to me? And you know, when you're on that type of wage, exactly what you're saying there, you know, if you're earning a stupid amount of money, the last thing you probably want to do is one, pay five, six grand for a mower, right on mower. And then spend yeah. that much time doing something that you really see as a chore, you know, half a day. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it does. Sat there with a miserable face, plodding along on this ride on mower, thinking, what have I done? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know, <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, I know that I wouldn't do it if, if I had the money, but no. I probably still would cut grass. But um, yeah. I know for a fact if there was something I didn't enjoy doing and I had the money to, to not have to wor- worry about that anymore, then I would 100% put money towards that and get someone else to do it. Um, yeah, but you know, it's how, like you say, how the other half kind of live. Um, yeah. So with this <laughs> moving on swiftly from me, Natterin is, uh, <laughs> obviously the business you've been running for quite a while now. Well, obviously as anyone that owns a business knows there's different points that you hit, you know, there's times that is absolutely amazing and there's times that, you know, aren't so good. What's the hardest point that you've had in the business or what, what you struggled the most with? I think the biggest thing for me is I've obviously, like I said, I started in 2015. Um, and I don't know if you, you must have heard of the seven year itch, um, right, yeah. with, with <laughs> mainly in couples, but in my case <laughs> with the business, but, but yeah, seven years in and I just, I don't know. I, I took one look at it and I thought, is this really it for me? Is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? It's yeah. not a bad number. Don't get me wrong, but I just thought, is this really it? Um, and that's I've always struggled mentally anyway with with self doubt and uh, and imposter syndrome is a massive one. I think I'm I'm sure I've got a little Jiminy Cricket in there somewhere that, <laughs> that 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 is always battling with me, you know, telling me that this is wrong and you should do this and that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that is the biggest thing for me is just is it what I wanted to do um, day in day out doing the same thing? It is a bit monotonous cleaning windows constantly, um, which is obviously why I did started the jet washing. Try and um, to try and, and make my days a bit more interesting and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was it was a case of going through the past year or so really with um, trying to reignite the the passion that I had for it in the beginning. I mean, at the start, I I initially um, started the business and I came across um, a cracking lad uh, called Will Og who owns H two O Cleaning Services, and he I was actually going to the gym at the time. Uh, and uh, he was there cleaning the windows and I got chatting to him and because I was only busy for three odd days a week I was subbing out for him a lot um, which I'm I'm, I'm ever grateful for Um, but yeah so and I remember me and him we were working I mean I lived at home at the time I didn't have the kids but I was working seven days a week because I was I was that uh, passionate about it and I had that much drive to grow the business and things like that I was doing anything and everything you can think of um and yeah, and it, but then as it went on, I just got complacent and, and uh, 
customers falling behind and stuff like that and mental health kicking in and telling me that is this what I really want to do and stuff and and yeah that's where it all started to go wrong for me really and so I mean because you talk about that and like I can almost see that like from someone that's you know half that time through is I noticed segments of that and I'm guessing that's maybe how it starts but how did you find that that path went you know what I mean was it literally just the fact that you never enjoyed it or never enjoyed it as much and you've seen it sort of wellow out or how how I don't know what kind of road did that take you down in regards to what you found that you had what changed you like what what was the the point where you thought right this is now getting better or you know I might actually step away from this yeah. I mean, I think what it was is I was finding I was getting more and more behind on my work. Um, and, and I was a lot of the time when jet washing jobs would come in, I would sort of favor them over my regular stuff that was that was paying me throughout the whole year, my bread and butter, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I just I was turning work away and things like that, turning jobs down and stuff. And I thought this isn't good. I've actually got a good thing going here i've got something that a lot of blokes twice my age would absolutely love to have um and i'm very lucky to have what i've got and i think i was just taking it for granted to be honest with you thinking you know i mean i i think back of what i earn now and what i used to earn working at the garage and and what the guy was on um at the garage that was there full time and stuff and i think i don't know how i would survive you know And, and i think that's where i've got to be thankful for what I've got sort of thing. And just ultimately remember where you came from. I think that's the biggest thing with the self-employment thing. You slow. So it's so easy to forget where you came from um, and and the lack of freedom that you used to have and stuff like that. Um, It just all becomes the normal and you take it for granted. I suppose because it's such a, such a, it's such a slow climb usually, isn't it? Building everything up and everything happening over so much time that, you don't notice things changing in a day. It's like you just open your eyes one day and you're like, you know, people always say about gaining weight, right? Like you're finding them one day, you're like, whoa, these pants don't fit no more. You know, like (laughs) it's kind of, it's kind of like that. that (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like that sort of thing where, you know, it it isn't an overnight, you know, it's a, it's a slow chip away. And it's very easy, I think, to be a bit, against like not ungrateful but I think complacent I think like you said it is probably the best way to say it is when you when you become complacent but it's not out of making a direct decision to become it you just that's the way you feel like like it's hard to sometimes like the amount of times I've seen people complain like I work in a formal gardens at like a castle or whatever and you know I'm now really struggling with motivation um and it does it. I think it just drops off. It's just hard to maintain for the best, you know, for most of us, it's hard to maintain for, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, yeah. that same level of drive. It's something that can really, I think, affect you. But um, yeah, Lewis, on that, I would love to ask yeah. you sort of, because obviously that's not the place where you are now. I would love to ask you sort of what you've then done, what's maybe changed that. And uh, we'll get to that in just a moment right after this ad break. This episode is brought to you by Total Loan. Total Loan provides scientifically engineered loan care products to homeowners, hobbyists and loan care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your loan looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Loan products for my customers and on my own loan and I think you should too. 
The team are total loan put quality above anything else when they're producing their loan feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best loan possible. Try Total Loan today at totalloan.co.uk and use code Care at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Loan are so confident in their products that you can use them on your loan and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totalloan.co.uk and transform your loan. Welcome back everyone. So from there, just before the break, you heard us talking about how Lewis sort of lost touch with, you know, the work that he was enjoying. And I think a lot of people can really understand this side of it. Because I think at one point or another, it happens to, to everyone, you know, whether you're just having a bad day or if you think that that might actually be the end of your business. But as I alluded to earlier on, Lewis, you're obviously, you know, to an extent uh, somewhere out the other side of that. Like, how have you found or what did you find to kind of get you enjoying the work again? Was there anything in particular or what road you took? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like I said before, with the jet washing side of things and stuff, that's what I got into. Um, yeah, I got into doing the jet washing and stuff to try and make my days um, a bit different. But also recently, I, um, I've i also delved into the world of YouTube as well, which has uh, really, really ignited a new passion for what I'm doing. I'm, I'm yeah, one I've not seen since 2015, to be honest. <laughs> wow, wow. Now, that, that's powerful because, I mean, personally, I, I, as you know, like I, I watch your videos. You've done, what, is it four now? Yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, you, you know, like f- four videos in, like, by the way, I must say, anyone that is listening and you want to say, you know, pressure washing to, like, exterior cleaning, like, check out, we'll show you the names and stuff at the end of this and it'll be in the show notes, but... Your videos are class. Like, you know, you bring a, hu- a whole, like, it seems like you're enjoying them because you bring such a humor to your videos as well, I think, like just being yourself and you're generally enjoying, you know, what you're doing. You can tell it. Um, I think it's fantastic. Awesome. How have you found, what about making the videos have you found that's that's brought that sort of passion back? I think it's the creativity. And also, I mean, I think a lot of it was when I was saying how, I was saying, thinking in my head, is this it um, for me sort of thing? Is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? Um, and I think that's just because of the job title and the fact that it is a pretty, you know, mundane job. But this is, it's it's making me feel like I'm actually somebody, if that makes sense. It, it sounds cringy, but um, to have your face on a video on the internet that people can watch and, and getting messages off people like yourself as well saying, how good it is or they've enjoyed it and they love what you do. I think that just adds an element to sort of makes you feel good about yourself and your business and what you do. It makes you realize that you're not just a window cleaner or just an exterior cleaner or just a gardener sort of thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love that you put it that way. I think you just reminded me in one of my very early podcasts, I mentioned that exact thing of like that. It used to really annoy me when people outside looking in, used to say, oh, so you just cook grass or, you know, and you're like, there's so much more to it than exactly. really cutting the lawn how you may do on a Saturday afternoon. Like, yeah. there's so much more that goes into it. And yeah. um, I do think it's partly, you know, I think a lot of people resonate with this is you are by yourself. You know, you're out there every day, whether you're listening to music or whatever else, and you're by yourself on the job. And like you say, you do tend to then just flow, right, what job's next? All right. How can I do this job quicker, right? You know, I'll start on that side of the building and 
However, I work through with a lad as, you know, it ends up being quicker. And you, it then becomes about speed and just kind of getting through the job instead of enjoying what you're doing and actually being like fully engrossed in, in trying to do the best work possible in the most enjoyable way possible. Um, so I think it's mad how that sort of passes through, but it's something that being able to have yourself out there and like you say, when people get in touch with you, you're then having them conversations because what you're doing at work. So when you do you find yourself, you'll do work and you'll be like, right, this will be actually great content or this house is perfect for showing people how I do, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, literally, I'm I'm always looking. I mean, that that bench clean that I did, um, I think it was my third video or something like that. Um, and yeah, I, I drive, I clean that village on a regular basis and I drive by and I've never noticed that bench, really. I've seen it out of the corner <laughs> of my eye, but never thought anything of it. And I looked at it and I thought, that's my next video. That's that is yeah. content right there. It's as green <laughs> as anything. And I thought if I if, if I just drew a nice line up the middle of that bench to show the before and after of what I can do, um, and I've got a platform to showcase it on, like YouTube or whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's that kind of thing, isn't it? Of seeing your next, always thinking of that next thing. And I do find that's that's my biggest thing, especially mental health wise. I always I need something to focus on, and I I need something to keep this brain active and ticking over because if i go if i goes um dormant if you like that's when the problems start setting in yeah yeah absolutely it's almost finding what what creates that drive isn't it in, in whatever way that might be um i would almost argue that the most the most um important or the most drive that i got in my business which was unexpected for me was the drive for actually running a business. Like everything that I thought I was going to really worry about in the beginning, because it all sounds daunting when you're setting up, you know, all people talk about is tax returns and making sure you have this on time and stop swearing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever it might be, like you know, yeah, like, even yeah. like invoicing, make it, oh, you got you get your invoices. Customers not might not pay, and you know, it's easy to be filled with that dread. But what I then found really that did drive me was right. What you know, and I knew nothing about marketing before I met my partner. Uh, she's social media marketing. And yeah, that's you're lucky, mate. I wish I wish mine knew. <laughs> oh, it'd be brilliant. I mean, I know nothing about it, and neither does my partner. So we're we struggle on that front, but that must be amazing to have somebody that can show you all that sort of stuff. Well, yeah, because I mean you hear about it and you, you soon find that it isn't just putting out an advert, you know, it's it's no. not just, you know, putting up a poster or whatever it might be. There's so many things that go into it. And when I kind of started to learn about it and how to it then became a game of how do I put something out that costs me, you know, the smallest amount possible so that my ROI, my return on investment is going to be as much as possible. And that kind of became a, a to the point when I was fully booked, it became a, a real game of how can I push that and the boundaries of it all. And I would almost argue how I talked about earlier on that, you know, I, I feel it now and again is maybe the fact in that I don't advertise anymore. I don't try and push the business because I, don't, I physically don't have the time in the day you know, to take on more work and, yeah. you know, only just realizing this now, you know, in real time as we're speaking, that might be one way why I feel the way I do is because I've lost that slight creative side of, you know, the the game that is playing business, you know, and yeah. how much maybe that, that played a part within my startup. But um, 
it's great that you're pushing with these videos. Where do you see that kind of going? Is it just YouTube or do you want to tell everyone sort of, I mean, I normally do this at the end, but just if you do want to talk about where you are, like on what platforms? Yeah, I mean, um, I think, I mean, in, in terms of Instagram and, and things like that, that I started that when I started the business um, and Facebook, but that slowly fell by the wayside when, like you said, you get to a certain point in your business where you feel like you're almost big enough that you don't need to be doing that sort of thing, even yeah. though you do. It's it's so important, but you do think to yourself, well, I've got enough work. Why why do I need to be wasting my time, you know, advertising and stuff? The, the, the work comes in organically on its own. I'm getting the odd call here and there every other day. Why do I need to do it? But yeah. I think it's just having a presence in general that you do need in this day and age. You've got to be everywhere, regardless whether you want to be or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think with the, the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, that sort of stuff, um, in terms of where I want it to go, I'd love to grow the YouTube channel um, to a point where, I mean, there's a few lads that, that do it um, that I follow and they're able, they're able to, they, the money they earn off YouTube allows them to go off and do charitable things, cleaning things for, for other places free of charge in return and stuff like that. And I've done the odd thing for charity here than, here and there um and and the the feeling of gratitude it gives you is unreal to see yeah. the smile on people's faces and stuff and i think that is one thing i'd love to be able to do um i mean the the people with cleaning that bench um the the people that have, have said to me are you i was there the other day actually and, and, and a guy said are you the guy that cleaned the bench and it sounds silly but i was so made up that he yeah. you know he, he picked me out that would have never have happened before um and you start to get yourself known and things like that um but yeah, I think that's what it is, making a name for yourself more than anything and getting yourself all over the place if you can do. Well, that's the thing. It it really does provide that. And I think that's one great thing with YouTube. And, you know, by no means is it easy to do. And, you know, I've been running YouTube for maybe a couple of years now. And, I mean, it still doesn't pay its way. But, you know, some people do get into a point, and pretty quickly in some cases, where it does exactly that. It allows them the benefit to to take the jobs on. And I think that's that's the side of it I like of it, is that one day you could just go, right, I'm only going to focus on, or people like watching this type of video, I'm just going to make someone's day. You know, I'm going to go find that job and then speak to that person and, you know, make that person's day. And it's it's something that, I, again, I don't think that you ever plan on fully doing until you then see that the capability is there, I suppose. Yeah, I think as well, what's, I mean, you, I feel you're already at this point within your industry, but becoming a pillar within your industry, uh, known to other people, especially new starters, and you're almost somebody that people come to um, as a role model sort of thing, and they come to you because you're almost a legend in, in your own right, of, you know, with, with what you do, and you, you know your craft sort of thing. And that's another thing why eventually I would, would I mean, if I'm being sent, hopefully one day the dream if i'm being sent product cleaning products or equipment yeah. to try out and things like that that is an awesome thought to think that you know people regard me as someone that knows he's knows what he's doing and um they come to you for advice and things like that um yeah that is another another thing it's a, i think it's a, a recognition thing of feeling like you're like i said more than just a window cleaner or whatever you, you're yeah. known within the industry and stuff like that yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, I, I can't ignore that first thing that you said there. And I, I do really appreciate them 
they're, they're very <laughs> stem true. reader kind words of you, you know. Maybe big me up too much there for any new that are tuning in. But no, I, I really appreciate that. But that is one, and I'm not going to lie, like, you know, I would be, you know, I'd be completely lying if I, if I said I never, but one thing that did allude me to it, apart from how I spoke before about wanting to have my own CERN stuff, you know, it is very lucrative seeing people, you know, being given thousands of pounds worth of machinery for a review and them getting to keep it at the end. You know, yeah. I think anyone would be lying if they said that that doesn't sound fantastic, you know, yeah. make this video and you get to keep this, you know, 2000 pound more or, you know, what it might even only be like a hundred pound hose reel or, you know, whatever it is, but yeah. it is, yeah. it's a, you know, it's a nice thing knowing that it's trusted within you. And definitely I think that's somewhere you're hundred percent going to end up because like, like I say, and I've said it earlier <laughs> on the podcast, but if you haven't watched Lewis's channel, please go over there, check it out. And if you like what you're seeing, subscribe and like the videos because they are fantastic and it's not easy um, by any means. And now that we're speaking about YouTube, I'm just going to throw myself under the bus here. If anyone looks at <laughs> my early videos, which, which you did um, at, at one point, you'll see how different of a content creator I, I maybe was there in the early videos to what I am now. And it's, it's hard work. You know, it takes a lot of yeah. self-esteem, doesn't it? A lot of confidence to kind of, um, Oh yeah. To get over that, that hill. But honestly, it seems like you're a hundred videos deep. Like you're doing really oh, well. Really? Yeah. You're <laughs> doing you. really, really well. You can well. see my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. I should have kept hard, you on though, the video. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly. what were the palm trees behind me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, yeah. when Lewis first came on the the chat here, he, he came on the video doing like the video call as well, um, with loads of palm trees behind him, being the joker. Yeah, early dream. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> where you're gonna be in the next yeah. few years, eh? But actually, speaking Maybe, of that, have the winter off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can only hope, eh? But um, yeah. speaking of that, I don't want to jump the gun too much, but. Since I've just mentioned that, or since you've just mentioned that, where do you actually see yourself being in the next five years' time? So you can use this within, take this question as you will, you know, within your business, on YouTube. Like, what's the goal, basically, for, you know, Pristine Clean, whether it's online or... Yeah, I think having a a bigger online presence sort of thing, um, I mean going to the likes of the cleaning expo that I went to, which is, it's, it's quite a big show to be honest within the cleaning industry, people coming yeah. down from Edinburgh and all sorts from all neck of the woods sort of thing. But just being known within the industry would be amazing, I think. And also um, to grow, grow the business a little bit further on. Whereas I, I didn't mention this before, but my partner, Chloe actually spent a year working with me um, about two years ago. I think it was now. And unfortunately, she we had to part ways because of cash flow issues was the main thing. Okay. Um, and also have, having our, our daughter and bits and bobs. But a dream for me would be to have, be able to, for her to come and have her own van um, and do, because she was amazing at the job. She really was good. She, she's, an, she's another sort of, she's a grafter. She can turn her hand to anything you show her once and that is all you need to do. Right. Um, but I've got videos of her jet washing, um, window cleaning, that sort of stuff, all in the private collection. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, um, yeah, she literally, she was, she was fantastic. And it's such a shame um, that we had to part ways, really, on business side. So I'm still with her now, don't worry. Yeah, um, yeah. 
but yeah, but yeah, um, bit creepy otherwise for that private collection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So it would be nice if she could rejoin me again, and we have spoke about it, and it's something on the cards. Um, but yeah, so that that would be pretty cool as well. That's one thing that you know I do hear quite a lot in these groups is people working with partners and things like that. Now, I understand that you know different jobs, like you know whether you put like just like I said, I was supposed to say just to go to. God, now, whether you're a horticulturist and you just double that side of it or if you're a lawn tech or if you're window cleaner or you just do driveways, whatever you may specialise in, you know, I've seen people kind of ask about what it's like working with your partners and if there's any, you know, strain on relationships. And I don't mean to get too personal here, so you don't yeah, no, but does it? Yeah. Did you find it strained the relationship or if it was just hard spending too much time together, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, she refers to it as the best times she's ever had in terms of all the jobs she's ever had. That that was the most fun and enjoyment she's ever had, wow. which is why I want to do it again. Um, but for me, I am I, I am a self-confessed... I'm not a hothead, but I'm a worrier. I'm a stresshead. So right. when, especially wintertime, when it was raining or we were struggling or something happened to the van or whatever, I would be... It was. It, it, I wouldn't take it out on her, but she was the only person there in the cab at the time I could talk to, and I tend to wear my emotions on my sleeve, really. So obviously she'd get the brunt of it in a way, and it wasn't fair. Um, yeah. But she, she's an absolute gem to the point where she will. She won't hold a grudge against me or anything like that, and she will help me try and get to the bottom of it, solution-wise and stuff. So. Um, yeah, in that respect, I mean, a lot of my friends said to me, I don't know how you did it. I couldn't work with the missus and all this sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And and and, that, and I, I don't know, I couldn't really see it myself. I, I, I don't know, she was brilliant at the job. So, no, I never really had that problem at all. It was, yeah, like I say, the best, best time of her working life, she said. So I must have been yeah. doing something right. <laughs> well, no, that that's great. And I, I suppose that answers the question more than what I could ever have you hope, ever hoped you to do because... I think what it does show is it isn't a yes or no question. It's it's basically it depends on your relationship and how your relationship is with your partner and your own personalities, whether that's going to work. I suppose same as any other employee, as long as you can, to an extent, leave, you know, business at the doorstep, unless it works, you know, inside the home as well. But if you can make that balance, you know, correct between, you know, you and your partner, then that's, then that's a successful partnership, you know, within yeah. the business. Um, so it's not down to can you work with your partner or not. It's who are you and who are you and your partner, I suppose, yeah. and who you're together. I think it. I think it helps as well. I mean, when my dad has obviously been going since 2003, and um, I can't remember when it was. I got with Chloe in 2008 when I was 14. I think I was. And basically me and Chloe used to work a Saturday um, while we were at school. We used to go with my dad and clean a load of fleet cars. Um, All right. So right right from an early age, if you like, when we were literally under the working age sort of thing, yeah. we used to go out and help my dad um, and, and graft like that even when we were at school. So we're, we're both not shy of hard work at all. And I think that does help massively with with her work ethics. They're very similar to mine um, and stuff like that. So that does help a lot. Well, that's awesome. No, that that's re- it's really refreshing to hear. Actually, just you know, good on you. Really, I think that's, <laughs> no, I think that's fantastic to have to be able to have that work. I mean, one that springs to mind that seems to work. I mean, I've never spoke to them personally, but there's an American lawn care channel called Spencer's Lawn Care, and 
you know, he's a pretty big channel over there. And he does more, I think he posts a video every day. He does like daily vlogs of whatever he's doing that day. And his wife works with him. And they've kind of answered this question before. And, you know, they just work it in such a way where they work to each other's strengths and it seems to work fine. But it's it's very much so, um, it's something that is based on them as a couple and them, like I said there, working to each other's strengths and, and making it work. And that, you know, what it'll be is now it's evolved to is when he's moan or whatnot, she'll be doing the videos and stuff. So they yeah. then create content together. What I think. Exactly. I think it would make. Said, yeah. What we've said is, you know, it gives them that buzz, that drive, that, you know, it's yeah. different every day. Yeah. I think it would, my, in terms of my YouTube channel as well, it has crossed my mind thinking having Chloe on there, uh, being able to show that it's not just a male dominant environment sort of thing. There's the women can do it as well, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that'd be amazing for, for the channel, for the growth of it and things like that. It would open it up to a wider audience, you know, and, and make people, if, if women are thinking of wanting to move and, and make the change and get out of what they're doing, there's, you can do, they can do it too, sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, one thing that we haven't spoke on here is, and I think what might be really interesting for the listeners is someone in your line of work, because as we spoke about before and I've spoke about on the podcast, you know, I do a bit of pressure washing, but my equipment is very, it's higher end domestic. So it's not by anywhere near, it's not commercial usage. What is the kind of equipment setup that you use and run sort of on a weekly basis and sort of what transport do you use alongside that? Yeah, so I've got uh, my van is a Citroen Relay. Bless her, she's old and tired now. She's I do need a new one, but it's at this time, at this point with the gas and electric and things like that, it's been spoken about. But I yeah. bet it's one of them. I think she's here to stay. But yeah, so I've got a Citroen Relay, a medium wheelbase, um, low roof van. It's quite big. Um, but yeah, so I've got on the back of the van over the rear axle. There's the reach and wash tank, hose reels, uh, and everything else. That's all powered by a leisure battery. Um, so. Primarily, when I'm window cleaning, I am literally um, quiet as a mouse sort yeah. of thing, Ele- electric ram. That's charged off the by a split charge relay off the, the van as I'm driving around, a bit like a caravan would be, if you like. Yeah. Um, but then on the pressure washing side, uh, that is it's a Honda uh, GX390, I believe, engine um, with a reduction gearbox and then an Italian pump on the end of that. So... It is unfortunately petrol driven, which, as you know, from me with the lawn care side of things, I love battery. I, I wish if I could have an electric van tomorrow, I would go and get one because I think it's yeah. the way forward. Um, just the, the, the whole noise thing, the, the fumes, the issues, that sort of stuff. I'd love to get away from it. But um, oil, oil was a big one. I don't like oil. <laughs> I've been <laughs> worked in the garage. And I've, I've seen enough oil to last me forever. But Bad memories, um, eh? <laughs> yeah, bad memories, yeah. Especially after uh, going out and, and getting drunk and then the, the oil ended up smelling like Jack Daniels afterwards for some oh, reason no. as well, which wasn't good. But yeah, um, but yeah so the, the, the uh, pressure wash is petrol driven. Um, I think as well in terms of electric, I mean, I've often sort of said, not in a joke, well, kind of in a joke, you know, if Ego ever brought out a petrol, uh, brought out a pressure washer, that would be amazing. I think it would be a struggle, if I'm honest. I think sometimes, along like with you guys with uh, various brush cutters and stuff, you do need an engine for certain jobs. Yeah. There's not a lot you can do about that, really, until, uh, you know, battery power really does come on. 
unless Tesla decide to take a motor off one of the rear axles and stick it on the end of a pressure washer. I don't know how they'd do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I have seen some. I'm sure Greenworks do one. But again, it's all to the level that you're using at the pressure that you're you're providing. Yeah. You know, I think it's... I say it's a way off. I, quite honestly, I don't understand the engineering of it, so I don't know how far it is away or if it yeah. is just a case that, you know, you could stick... Do you know how the Z6, the, the brung out the um, yes, zero-turn yeah. mower, but, you know, for full efficiency, you obviously use six 12-amp batteries is the highest, yeah. the most amp Mad, you it? can put in. Yeah, so in that regard, it, it's doable, but you just need... It's just more money on more batteries yeah. to, you know, yeah. to kind of get the same effect. So I think it's possible by all means. Um, one thing that really interests me with your setup, though, what I've kind of came to to understand is, and excuse me here, I don't mean this in any offense, <laughs> but you've, yeah. you've budged quite a lot of, and that's a wrong yeah. word because it's on so No, 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 you're all right. <laughs> you've budged you're a lot right. of equipment to, like, fit your purpose, haven't you? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I like the guy I was on about the the Willog guy with the, the who I did subbing work for. I initially started the business and I went to somebody and he was telling me I needed to spend this much thousands and thousands on different equipment. And then I went and met Will and he said to me, "Mate, honestly, you don't need to spend all that money. Them systems look pretty." but they do the same thing. It's a water delivery system. I purify the water at my mum and dad's house. That is what it is. That's an RO system. But in terms of actually a tank in the van, couple of hose reels, two 12-volt pumps, they are. it is so simple. You really don't need to go and spend thousands. It's nice to have. Um, I mean, some of the setups I saw at the show, honestly, they're amazing. LED lights in the back and all sorts wow. of stuff, making it all look pretty. But, yeah, <laughs> you, you're talking thousands for electric reels that that you press a button and the reel in for you. I mean, you, you don't get guns like mine from pressing <laughs> buttons. You, <laughs> <joking>. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you've literally, you've, yeah, it, it's as simple. It can be as, as simple or as uh, complicated as you want it to be, really. And it's, it depends on how much money you want to spend as well. So, um, but if it works, it works. That's the biggest thing. I, I'm sure if you were to put my earnings up against somebody with a 10 grand X-line water system, say, or whatever, they'd be very similar sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, it's not it's not improving the, the income that much by having you know no. something that, that's pretty, yeah, basically. But no, what, yeah. what I was going to lead on from this one with is that's one thing for YouTube, I think, is that people love seeing ways of doing stuff that's a bit quirky and will save them money i think um yeah. a lot of the things that you've done would make great like tutorials you know like you know whatever the it, system yeah. is that you've made or you've made work and like speaking through how you've done it um it reminds me of the Grassman island when he came on uh to the podcast it was the first interview yeah. i had done he spoke about how he got his um the water and water catching system to the side yeah. of his house. Now we gathered his own water because they get a lot of hosepipe bands over there. And, yeah. um, you know, he spoke it through and I found it mega interesting and like to be able to see that sort of things play out and how you actually done it. And, you know, DIY basically, isn't it? Like how you can DIY something to fit your purpose and need is, yeah. you know, I think it's a good, good content. I really do. Exactly. I mean, nobody likes to spend any more than they have to in order to earn money, do they, if that makes sense? Because obviously, like, 
we've spoke about return on investment. The more you spend, the longer it's going to take you to start seeing a profit in a way yeah. sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, with the Grassman Island, I, re- I remember that one. It was one of my favorite ones you've done, actually. Um, but yeah, that, with that, it's a sense of achievement and stuff as well, saying that I did that for very little money and it's and it does the job. You know, it's going back to the... I don't know, maybe back in the, like in the Second World War and things like that, people made do with with very little, but they got the job done. That's yeah. the biggest thing, I think. It's We're living in an age where we need to pay for everything through the nose and it's all got to look special and this, that and the other. And like I say, it is nice. And if you've got the money, then, then do it sort of thing. But on the other hand, you really don't need to. And, and I think as well, there's a lot of people that are probably put off by starting these sorts of businesses because they think... They've got to go out and take a loan out for 20 grand to get the all the equipment. And you, you don't need to at all. It's it's not as complicated as it, as you think it is. Yeah, it's, it's not the path you have to go down. No. So from everything you've learned, because obviously you've serviced a good amount of time in, you know, in your life towards this business. What would what's the best bit of advice you'd give to someone starting up, whether it was, you know, exterior cleaning or whether it was just a business you know solo owner operated business of their own is there any sort of bits of advice you reckon have really helped you or could really help them i think uh, there's a couple of things actually but i think one of one of the main ones um is um is 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 don't be afraid to sort of of, of splash out on essential equipment sort of thing things that are going to make your life a lot easier um, yeah. i mean when i say obviously DIY and stuff, do what you can. But if there's um, things that are, that you use day in, day out sort of thing, like for instance, me, I've never scrimped on the pole I use sort of thing because yeah. having bought the business off a guy with tennis elbow issues, he was using <laughs> a, a horrible fiberglass heavy pole. And the, I thought the first thing I'm going to do is get a carbon fiber pole, which is a lot lighter because that, that is the one thing I'm using day in, day out sort of yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, another one as well was... I found one of the best things I ever did was working on a weekend. And I know it's not something everyone wants to do. I mean, I hate doing it now. Um, But initially I worked on a weekend and I found I got so much organic um, new work coming in from people seeing me out and about. Saturdays and Sundays, a lot of people are at home. So you're out there working, they see you and they come out and say, oh, can I have a card or a price or whatever? Um, you're more likely to sort of gain new new work and stuff like that um, yeah, from, from working working the odd weekend, even if you put in every one, one Saturday every other or something like that. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. one that I've never actually thought of, you know. I've never thought about where people are at what times, but you're completely right. If you're servicing a property on a Saturday, you know, afternoon, say, the chances are, you know, there's going to probably be, let's say, 20 houses on that street, you know, 15 of them are probably going to be home compared to the yeah. working week where, you know, there's probably going to be maybe three or five, depending exactly. on you know, if they're retired or not. Um, yeah. That's a fantastic way of putting it then is yeah. it just shows there's some times where you've kind of, I think with business, there's times where you've got to take your medicine and go, this is not what I want to do, but you need to keep yourself in check and be like, but this is a smart thing to do. You know, yeah. I think for all the good things that, owning your own business provides one actual downside as much as you might think as a plus because you get to organize your own day and oh, I'll just move this to the right or move that to the left. You create yeah. a, so much flex, flexibility for yourself. You almost make yourself, it's easy to make yourself comfortable. 
you know, yeah. with the diary yeah. and with your decisions. I think yeah. having something like what you're saying there, where it's like, this is a good strategy, because that's what it is. It's a marketing strategy. And that was going to be one of my other yeah. questions. But um, it's, a, it's a good marketing <laughs> strategy, what you could hold yourself to and go, this is actually going to benefit me and the company. Yeah. And take that forward. It's a way, of, a way of not spending a fortune on advertising. It's an organic thing you can do. Anyone can do that. It's, you know, it's a case of getting off your bum and, and you know, giving up a Saturday or whatever, but it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Um, so anyone can do that, starting out in business sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, so one of the last questions that I actually want to ask you then, I'm, I know I just said I was thinking of it there, but to the side of that, or, and you know, it might be the same, but in regards to marketing, is there anything that you found to be key, you know, that you'd pass on that you'd say definitely do? I know you, you said there about working on the weekend. Is that, would that be your one main tip or do you reckon there'd be something else that you'd maybe push on for? For um, yeah, no, I think um, I think probably more so the equipment side of things, really, in terms of putting your money into your decent kit that's gonna gonna last you. Because I mean, obviously, it's not cheap to start out. Whatever you're doing, even if you do go down the DIY route, um, yeah, I mean, working on a weekend that's a given. You can do that, whatever. But with with in terms of equipment wise, if you have got a small fund to start up with, then and you've already got your van, then I would definitely put it into some sort of decent equipment just so that it keeps your morale as well. If you're using heavy, horrible equipment all day long, nine times out of 10, you're going to think, what have I done? I'm, I'm not yeah. enjoying this at all. And I think if you have, I think you might have spoken about this actually on a podcast, pre, on an episode previous to this, but um, yeah, having, having kit that, you know, you enjoy using, that is a big, big deal. I think with, with um, morale and, and getting through your days. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. I mean, I, I've always been, uh, I always classify myself as someone that loves, I, I like to, I like to like what I'm using. You know, I like to, even as stupid as it is, like the aesthetics of something, like if I'm using a mower and I'm like, this looks, you know, fantastic. I'm more likely to want to make content with it and just, I don't know, and just use it and purchase it. Because I think a lot of the time with things like this is that I, um, if you don't like it, then it, it you stand back from it a bit, you know, and you, you're less likely to want to want to push forward and use it, and like you say, get up in the morning and and uh, put it through them situations. So yeah, it's exactly. something that looks good for myself, and something like you say there that is reliable is yeah. is massive. And I mean, the looks yeah. doesn't need to be a given. That's just me, and the, I'm like that with everything, whether it's sport and equipment, whether it's cars or whether it's whatever. I just like to look what I'm, I like to like what I'm looking at. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely the reliability there is key, I think. I think that's a huge one for for, yeah. for things that you, especially for the money it costs. I mean, how much does it cost for something like the water pool and things like that? Uh, they're a, they, they were around £500 for a 30 foot, which is your, your average sort of height. I would say if you're starting out, 30 foot is the size you'd want to, to make sure you can reach most windows. Um, but yeah, just the pole alone, they use. I think I paid five fifty for my first pole. Um, they've come down actually in price, funnily enough, in in this this world. But yeah, uh, three fifty. I think they are now roughly for oh, a thirty right. foot pole. And they last. I'm only on my second pole in seven years, so they last a long time. Yeah, yeah. If you look after them, if you look after them, that is definitely worth the investment for the money. Then I mean, it's a lot of money yeah. when you're starting up and you've not got much to put towards a business. But once when you get going and you have something aside. That sounds like a no-brainer to me to you know to go yeah. forward with. 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, Lewis, the probably the easiest question I'm going to ask you here is how can people find you? You know, the YouTube's a huge one I want you to to talk about and sell it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Now's you know, my time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. YouTube um, and Instagram. Where are the where, where can they find you on all your platforms and under what name? Yeah, so uh, Instagram-wise, um, if you were to search for Pristine Clean, and clean is actually K-L-E-E-N. Uh, my dad's decided to, to spell it differently. I think it's my <laughs> mum's idea, actually. Um, but yeah, so Pristine Clean Cleaning um, on Instagram. Same thing on YouTube as well. If you typed in Pristine Clean Cleaning Services, I believe it is. Um, and, and I should pop up there. Um, and yeah, likewise on Facebook, really. Um, but yeah, anyone that can... Go over, have a look, and if you like what you see, like and subscribe and all them sorts of things. I absolutely massively appreciate it. So, um, and it keeps the dream alive. <laughs> yeah, no, so thank 100%. you, thank you, big time. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, honestly, thank you very much, Lewis, for joining us on this podcast. I think it's hopefully been something a, a bit refreshing for people that come in and hear a different side of the of a solo owner operated business, but that they can actually drag across to their own worries, concerns, you know, and you know, push them forward and how it improve and might to look and see what they can be creative with, you know, and to then reignite that flame, I suppose, uh, to speak. But thank you very much for taking the time to join us on the podcast. I do really appreciate it. Nice one, mate. No, thank you for having me. I, I do appreciate it as well. It's been a long time coming and uh, a little bit of a dream come true for me. So, oh, awesome. Um, yeah, no, thank you for having me. Fantastic. Right then, everyone. So I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Like I said there, it's something slightly a little bit different, but hopefully a lot of things you can take away and you can use it within your own business. So just food for thought. Um, these are weekly episodes that we try and push out every single week. I must admit, uh, after the jump over of last week's episode, we are now back in with the interviews. But these do repeat every single week, apart from over winter where we do take a little break. But if you like what you're seeing with it, then please head over to the Apple iTunes and leave, if you can, a, a review of whatever you want to say and a rate, and it would be much appreciated. But other than that, please check back next week, and it will be great to have you listening along again. Massive shout-out to Lewis for joining us on this podcast. I really do appreciate it. Make sure you check out his uh, the the social media channels that you said about there. And if you swipe all the way down on this episode, You'll be able to see the podcast and notes where we talk about the episode. There'll be all the links towards his profiles in that description also. So thanks for joining us this week and we'll catch you again next time.